Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. Okay, we are doing Roll Doll, and we are also switching back and forth. Yeah, we're going to do a Roll Doll book and then some spooky stories all the way through December 13th. And, you guys, I'm going to share some of my and Peyton's haunted house stories. We have a couple of really, really spooky, spooky stories that happened in a house that we used to live in. And then we'll be sharing some scary stories about houses that Peyton's great-grandparents lived in. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to ask if we have any more scary stories about Grandma Thelma and Grandpa Fat. And if you don't know what we're talking about, if you go back and listen to the old episodes, we kind of have been talking about, like, our old family scary stories. So, okay. So we're going to read the a bunch of rolled doll books. And this one's called The Magic Finger. The farm next to ours is owned by Mrs. Mr. and Mrs. Greg. The Greggs have two children, both of them boys. Their names are Phil and William. Sometimes I go over to their farm to play with them. I am a girl, and I am eight years old. Just, Just like, like me. You. Phil is also eight years old. William is three years older. He is ten. What? Oh, all right, then. He's 11. Last week, something very funny happened to the Greg family. I am going to tell you about it as I best can. Now, the one thing that the Greg, that Mr. Greg and his two boys loved to do more than anything else was go out to no else was to go hunting <laughs> every saturday they would take their guns and go off into the woods to look for animals and birds to shoot even phil who was only eight years old, had a gun of his own. I can't stand hunting. I just can't stand it. It doesn't seem right to me that men and boys should kill animals just for the fun, just for the fun they get out of it. So I used to stop, to try to stop them, to try and stop Phil and William from doing it. Every time I went to their farm, I would do my best to talk them out of it. But they only laughed at me. I even said something about it to Mr. Greg. But he just walked on past me if I weren't there. As As if if I I wasn't there. That's rude. Then one Saturday morning, 
I saw Phil and William coming out of the woods with their father. With their father. With their father. And they were carrying a lovely young deer. This made me so cross, I started to shout at, shout at them. Good job. How sad. The boys laughed at me and made faces at me. Mr. Greg told me to go home and mind my own bees. Beeswax? No, it says peas and... Oh, peas and cues. Mind my own peas and cues. What does that mean? It's just like an old phrase for like, mind your own business. And you're like, uh, rude. Well, that did it. I saw red. And before I went, I was able to stop myself, I did something I never meant to do. I put the magic finger on them. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. I even put it on Mr. Mrs. Greg, who wasn't there. I put it on the whole Greg family for months. And I've been, I had tell, I have, I had been telling myself that I would never put the magic finger Upon anyone again. Not after what I did to my teacher, old Mrs. Winter. Poor Mrs. Winter. One day in the class, and she was teaching us spelling. Stand up, she said to me, and I spell cat. That's an easy one, I said. K-A-T. You are a stupid little girl, Mrs. Winter said. I'm not a stupid little girl, I cried. I'm a very nice little girl. Now go stand in the corner, said Mrs. Winter. Said. Then I saw, then I got cross and I saw red. And then I put the magic finger on Mrs. Winter and strong. Mrs. Winter, good and strong. And uh, almost at once, guess what? Whiskers Whiskers began growing. At her face, they were black whiskers, just like the ones you see on a cat. Only much bigger. And how fast they grew before we had time to think. To think. They were out of their ears. Of course, the whole class started to scream with so much laughter. Then Mrs. Winter said, Will you be so kind to tell me what's so funny what you what you find so madly funny all of you and then she turned around to write something on the blackboard we saw that she had grown a tail (gasps) the teacher had grown a tail oh my gosh and her whiskers (laughs) i just looked at the pictures yeah. 
<laughs> tail as well. It was a huge bushy tail. I cannot begin to tell you what happened after that. But if you, if, but if any of you are wondering what whether Mrs. Winter is quite all right again now, the answer is no. She will never be. The magic finger is something I have been able to do all my life. I can't tell you how. I just do it because I don't even know myself. But I happen, it always happens when I get cross and I see red. Then I get very, very hot all over, and then I, and then the tip of my four, my index finger on my right hand begins to tingle <laughs> terribly, and then a sudden sort of flash comes out of it. A flash comes out of me, and... And a quick flash, like something electric. I, it jumps out of my, the touch. And touches, the person who has made me cross. After the magic finger is upon him, or her, well, and things beginning begin to happen well the magic finger was now upon the whole the whole Greg family hold on let me say that better <laughs> the whole Greg family and there was no taking it off again I ran home I was waiting for things to happen they happened fast i shall tell you what those things were i got the whole story from phil and william the next morning after it all was over Denzel. yep okay all right in the mid-afternoon of that very same day, I put the magic finger on the Greg family. Mr. Greg and the Greg f- and Mr. Greg and Philip and William went out hunting once again. This time, they were going after wild ducks, so they headed towards the lake. In the first hour, they got ten birds. In the next hour, they got another six. What a day, cried Mr. Greg. This is the best yet. He was beside himself with joy. Just then, four more wild ducks flew across over their head. They were flying very low. They were easy to hit. Bang, 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 bang went the guns. The ducks flew on. We missed, said Mr. Greg. That's funny. Then, to everyone's surprise... The four ducks turned around and came back flying to the guns. 
Hey, said Mr. Greg, what on earth are they doing? They are really asking for it this time. He shot again. So did the boys. And again, they all missed. Mr. Greg got very red in the face. It's the light, he said. It's getting too dark to see. Let's go home. So then they started for home, carrying with them all 16 birds they had shot before. But the four ducks would not leave them alone. They now began flying around and around the hunters as they walked away. Mr. Gray did not like it one bit. Be off, he cried, and he shot them many more times. But it was no good. He simply could not hit them. All the way home, these four ducks flew around them in the sky, above their heads, and nothing would make them go away. Late that night, after Mr. Philip and William had gone to bed, Mr. Greg went outside to get some wood for fire. He was crossing the yard when all at once... Okay, that is just... Oh, God. When all at once... Um, ah, crumbum. I lost my place. When all at once he heard the call of the wild duck in the sky, he stopped and looked up. The night was very still. Okay, we're going to kind of start this a little bit over. Okay. He stopped and looked up. The night was very still. There was a thin yellow moon over the trees on the hill, and the sky was filled with stars. Then Mr. Greg heard a nur- noise, a nurse, a noise of wings flying over his head, and he saw the four ducks dark against the night sky, flying very close together. They were moving around and around the house. Mr. Greg forgot about the firewood and hurried back indoors. He was now quite afraid, and he hurried back indoors. He did not know what was going on, but he did not say anything about it to Mrs. Greg. All he said was, come on, let's go to bed. I feel tired. So they went to bed. Of course, a a man would pretend he wasn't scared because men have to be like big and tough. Yeah. So he's like, I'm not going to tell my wife I'm scared. I'm just going to say I'm tired. Because he doesn't want her to know. Mm Mm-hmm. When morning came, Mr. Greg was the first to wake up. He opened his eyes. He was about to put out a hand for his watch to see the time, but his hand wouldn't come out. That's funny, he said. Where's my hand? He lies still, wondering what was up. Maybe he had hurt it. He had hurt that hand in some way. He tried the other hand. It would not come out either. He sat up. Then for the first time, he saw what he looked like. He gave a yell and jumped out of bed. Mr. Greg woke up. Mrs. Greg woke up, and then she saw Mr. Greg standing there on the floor. She gave a yell, too, for he was now a tiny little man. What? He was tiny? Oh, look how small he is against the bed. He's a tiny little man with wings. Yep. I've heard this story. Yep. Maybe he was as tall as the seat of a chair, but no taller. In his arms, where his arms had been, he had a pair of duck wings instead. But, 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 Mr. Greg was Mrs. going per... Oh, Mrs. How did you know? Because you know the story? Ah. Mrs. Greg was going purple in the face. My dear man, what's happening to you? What's happening to both of us, you mean? Shouted Mr. Mr. Greg. It was Mrs. Greg's turn now to jump out of bed, and she ran to look at herself in the glass. But she was not tall enough to see into it. She was even smaller than Mr. Greg, and she, too, had got wings instead of arms. Oh, 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 sobbed Mrs. Greg. 
This is witch's work, cried Mr. Gregg, and both of them started running around the room and flapping their wings. Minutes later, Philip and William burst in, and the same thing had happened to them. They were only smaller than robins. No way. They had wings and no arms, and they were really tiny. They were about the size as a big robin. That's right. Mama, 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 chirped Philip. Look, mama, we can fly. And they flew up into the air. Come down at once, said Mrs. Gregg. You're much too high. But before she could say another word, Philip and William had flown right out the window. Mr. and Mrs. Gregg ran out the window and looked out. The two tiny boys were now very high up in the sky. Then Mrs. Gregg said to Mr. Gregg, Do you think that we could do that, my dear? Well, I don't see why not, said Mr. Gregg. Come on, let's try. Mrs. Gregg, Mr. Gregg began to flap his wings hard, and all at once he went up. Then Mrs. Gregg said, uh, uh, blah, 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 blah. she cried and started going up. Save me. Come on, said Mr. Gregg. Don't be afraid. So out the window they flew far up into the sky, and it did not take them long to catch up with Philip and William. Soon the whole family was flying around together. Oh, isn't this lovely, cried William. I've always wanted to know what it feels like to be a bird. Your wings are not getting tired, are they, dear? Mr. Gregg asked Mrs. Gregg. Not at all, said Mrs. Gregg. I could go on forever. He looked down and he looked, hey, look down there, said Philip. Somebody is walking in our garden. They all looked down below them and in their garden they saw four enormous wild ducks. The ducks were as big as men. And what is more, they had great long arms like men instead of wings. The ducks were walking in a thin line to the door to the Greg's house, swinging their arms and holding up their beaks high into the air. Stop, called the tiny Mr. Greg, flying down over their heads. Go away, that's my house. The ducks looked up and quacked. The first one put their hand out and opened the door and went in, and the others followed right after him and shut the door. Well, you know, it's interesting. They have wings. They can't even open the door anymore if they wanted to get in, huh? Yes, they do. Okay. They can't. Now, we it's want... ducks with hands, arms. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, I skipped a page, okay. The gro- the Greggs flew down and sat on a wall near Mr. Uh, near the door. Mr. Gregg began to cry. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Oh, Mrs. Gregg began to cry. Oh, dear, oh, dear, she sobbed. They have taken our house. What shall we do? We have no place to go. Even the boys began to cry a bit now. We will be eaten by cats and foxes in the night, said said Philip. I want to sleep in my own bed, said William. Now there. Now then, said Mrs. Mr. Gregg, it isn't a it isn't any good crying. That won't help us. Shall I tell you what we are going to do? What? They said. Mr. Gregg looked at them and smiled. We are going to build a nest. A nest, they said. We can do that. Well, we must do that, said Mr. Gregg. We've got nowhere else to sleep. Follow me. They flew off to a tall tree and right at the top of Mr. Gregg chose a place for the nest. Now, we want sticks, he said. Lots and lots of little sticks. Off you go, all of you. Find them and bring them back here. But we have no hands, said Philip. Then use your mouths. Mr. Gregg and the children flew off. Soon they were back carrying sticks in their mouth. Mr. Gregg took the sticks and started to build a little nest. More, he said. I want more and more and more sticks. Keep going. The nest began to grow. Mr. Gregg was good at making sticks stick together. 
After a while, he said, that's enough sticks. Now I want leaves and feathers and things to make the inside soft, nice and soft. The building of the next went on and on. It took a long time, but at last it was finished. Try it, said Mr. Greg, hopping back. He was very pleased with his work. Oh, isn't it lovely, cried Mrs. Mrs. Greg, going and sitting down. I feel like I might lay an egg any moment. The others all got inside beside her. It's warm, isn't it, said William. And what fun it will be living up so high, said Philip. We will be small, but nobody can hurt us up here. But what about food, said Mr. Greg. We haven't had anything to eat all day. That's right, Mr. Greg said. So now we will fly back to the house and go in an open window and get the tin of biscuits when the ducks aren't looking. Oh, we will be pecked to bits by those dirty little greedy ducks, cried oh, dirty those dirty great ducks, cried Mrs. Greg. We shall be very careful, my love, said Mr. Greg, and off they went. Yep, but when they got to the house, they found all the windows and doors were closed. There was no way in. Just look at that beastly duck cooking in my kitchen stove, said, cried Mrs. Gregg as she flew past the kitchen window. How dare she? And look at that duck holding my lovely gun, shouted Mr. Gregg. And one of them is lying in my bed, yelled William, looking onto a top pillow. And one of them is playing with my electric train, cried Philip. Oh, dear, oh, dear, said Mrs. Gregg. They have taken over our whole house. What shall we do to get it back? And what are we going to eat? I will not eat warm, said Philip. I would rather die. Or slug, said William. Mr. Gregg looked at the boys under his wings and hugged them. Don't worry, she said. I can mince, up some, I can mince it all up very fine, and you won't even know the difference. Lovely slug burgers, delicious worm burgers. Eey. Oh no, cried William. Never, said Philip. Disgusting, said Mr. Gregg. Just because we have wings doesn't mean that we have to eat bird food. We shall eat apples instead. Our trees are full of them. Come on. So they flew to the apple tree. But to eat apples without holding them in your hands was not easy at all. Every time you tried to get your teeth into it, it just pushed away. At the end, they were able to get a small few bites, and then it got dark, so they flew back up to the nest to sleep. It must have been about this time that I, back in my own house, picked up the telephone and and tried to call Philip. I wanted to see if the family was all right. Hello, I said. Quack, said a voice on the other end. Who is this? I asked. Quack, quack. Philip, I said. Is that you? Quack, 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 quack. Oh, stop it, I said. Then there came a very funny noise. It was like a bird laughing. I put down the telephone quickly. Oh, that magic finger, I cried. What has it done to my friends? That night, while Mr. Greg and Mrs. Greg and Philip and William were trying to get some sleep up in the high nest, a great wind began to blow. The tree rocked from side to side, and everyone, even Mr. Greg, was afraid that that nest would fall out down. Then came the rain. It rained and rained, and the water ran into the nest, and they all got as wet as they could be. Oh, it was a bad, bad night. At last the morning came, and with the warm sun, 
Well, said Mrs. Gregg, thank goodness that's over. I never want to sleep in a nest again. She got up and looked over the side. Help, she cried. Look who's down there. What is it, my love, said Mr. Gregg. He stood up and peeped over the side. He got the surprise of his life. On the ground below them stood four enormous ducks as tall as men, and three of them were holding guns in their hands. One had Mr. Gregg's gun, one had Philip's gun, and one had William's gun. The guns were all pointed right up at the nest. No, 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 called Mr. and Mrs. Gregg, both together. Don't shoot. Please don't shoot. Why not, said one of the ducks. It was you who was holding... It was the one... It was the one who was holding the gun. You're always shooting at us. Oh, well, but that's not the same, said Mr. Gregg. We are allowed to shoot ducks. Who allows you, asked the duck. We allow each other, said Mr. Gregg. Very nice, said the duck, and now we are going to allow each other to shoot you. I would have loved to see Mr. Gregg's face just then. Oh, please, cried Mr. Gregg. My little two children are up here with us. You wouldn't shoot my children. Yesterday, you shot one of my children, said the ducks. You shot all six of my children. Uh Uh-oh. I'll never do it again, cried Mr. Gregg. Never, never, never. Do you really mean that, asked the duck. I do mean it, said Mr. Gregg. I'll never shoot another duck as long as I live. That's not good enough, said the duck. What about deer? I'll do anything you say if you just put those guns down, cried Mr. Gregg. And I'll never shoot another duck or a deer or anything else again. Will you give me your word on that, said the duck. I will, cried Mr. Gregg. I will throw away my... Will you throw away your guns, asked the duck. I will break them into tiny bits, said Mr. Gregg, and I will never again need you to be afraid of my family. Very well, said the ducks. You may come down now. And by the way, I may congratulate you on your nest. For the first effort, it's pretty good. Mr. and Mrs. Gregg and Philip and William hopped out of their nest and flew down. Then all at once, everything went black for their eyes and they couldn't see. All at the same time, they had a funny feeling come over them and over them all, and they turned. They heard a great big wind blowing in their ears. Then the black that was before their eyes turned to blue, green, red, to then to gold, and then suddenly they were standing in a lovely bright sunshine in their own garden near their house, and everything was back to normal once again. Our wings have gone, cried Mr. Gregg, and our arms have gone. Come back. And we are not tiny anymore, laughed Mr. Gregg. Oh, I am so glad. Mr. Philip Philip and William began dancing about with joy. Then, high above their heads, they heard the calls of the wild duck. They all looked up and saw the four birds, lovely against the blue sky, flying close together, heading back to the lake in the woods. It must have been about a half an hour later, that I myself walked into the Greg's garden. I had to come and see how things were going, and I must admit, I was expecting the worst. At the gate, I stopped and stared. It was a queer sight. In the corner, Mr. Greg was smashing all three guns into pieces. In another corner, Mrs. Greg was placing beautiful flowers upon 16 tiny mounds of soil, which I learned were the graves of the ducks that had been shot the day before. Oh, they didn't eat them. They just buried them. 
In the middle of the yard stood Philip and William with, with a sack of their father's best barley besides them. They were surrounded by ducks and doves and pigeons and sparrows and robins and larks and many other kinds that I did not know. Birds were even that I did not know. And the birds were eating the barley that the boys were scattering in handfuls. Oh, so instead of eating the birds, they were feeding the birds. Good morning, said Mr. Griggs. Mr. Gregg lowered his hammer and looked at me. My name is not Greg anymore, he said. In honor of my feathered friends, I have changed it to Greg, from Greg to Egg. I am Mrs. Egg, said Mrs. Gregg. What happened, I asked. They seem to have gone completely dotty, all four of them. Philip and William began to tell me the whole story. When they had finished, William said, Look, there's the nest. Can you see it? Right at the top of the tree. That's where we slept last night. I built it all myself, Mr. Egg said proudly. Every stick of it. If you don't believe us, Mrs. Egg said, just go into the house and take a look at the bathroom. It's a mess. They filled the tub right up to the brim, Philip said. They must have been swimming all around all night. Feathers were everywhere. Ducks like water, said Mr. Egg, and I'm glad they had a good time. Just then... From somewhere over the lake, they heard a loud bang. Someone's shooting, I cried. That's Jim Cooper, said Mr. Egg. Him and his three boys. They're shooting mad, those those Coopers. The whole family. Suddenly I started to see red, and then I got very hot all over. Then the tip of my finger began tingling most terribly. I could feel the power building up and up inside me. I turned and started running towards the lake as fast as I could, Hey, shouted Mr. Egg, what's up? Where are you going? To find the Coopers, I called back. But why? You wait and see, I said. They'll be nesting in the trees tonight, every one of them. That's cute. Did your teacher read this out loud to you? Uh-uh. How did you know about this book? Did you read it? No. How, who read it to you? No one. But I has to it on my USB at my dad's house. Oh, cool. What a darling story. Cute, cute, cute.